welcome back to the Beerly Hockey Podcast, Puckheads. It's your boy Phil Razor, and guys, we are reunited. The Three Musketeers. We are fucking back, baby. I am once again joined by Nate McBride and Aaron Kinney. We are sitting here in Nate's apartment, and oh, it feels so good. Reunited, and it feels so good. Man, I want to make babies after that intro. Damn. God damn, I'm bricked up. Guys, we are back. We're in the same room. We told you we wouldn't be sober doing this one, and we promise we're not. We'll start with you, Nate. What are we drinking? Well, right now, it's like a mixture of old Milwaukee and Rumplemints. I mean, I think we're sprinkling. Eventually, we'll sprinkle in maybe a craft beer. Maybe we'll throw in some dark liquor and just make myself absolutely piss hungover for fucking Thanksgiving tomorrow. You are Nothing the, better than a hungover Thanksgiving dinner, though, I tell you. You are the king of crossfade. Oh, I am the king of crossfade, and I, I literally stay in a constant state of crossfaded. I, I love that for you. Yeah. I, I mean, love that. By the way, the glasses in person, sexy as fuck. If you guys don't get that reference, go check us out, Small Market Insecurities, at Small Market INS on Twitter, Small Market Insecurities on Instagram, Small MKT Insecurities on TikTok. Um, we're on every streaming platform available. Once again... Give us a listen. We talk about Nate's glasses all the time. Phil, I think that's a record for the earliest plug. Uh, you know what? The plugs come and the plugs go, but you never know when they're going to happen. You know? Yeah, you're really good at like mixing them in right at the right moment, buddy. He, he has that. He has that sixth sense for yeah. you know just sensing when that opportunity is going to come and just leading right into it. You know, so sometimes boys, when the fastball comes up and tight, you're going to turn your back, take one for the team. You know, and they know when they're going to get hit. But they end up jogging down the first base. I, I, I can feel it coming. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, I just take my opportunity and I go to first base. Billy Bean would love me. Aaron, what are we drinking tonight? I am throwing it back to the country before I go home for Thanksgiving. We got a Bush Latte right mm, now. Crap that motherfucker. Delightful. Uh, I'm having a Budweiser myself. So we're just throwing it back with all of the... Absolute American dive bar classics. We are recording this, guys. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, aka Bar Christmas, aka Don't Go Home with Your Ex. Come on, you're better than that. But that being said, we're drinking like we're at one of those dive bars, and I'm sure we will be very, very soon. Guys, the NHL, the biggest thing in the hockey world when it comes to making playoffs is are you in it or are you out at Thanksgiving? Well, guys, we're here at Thanksgiving. So before we get into the stats, before we let Aaron nerd out with some numbers, and before we let Nate get some crazy hot takes, I want to ask you guys a question. Is there a team right now, and if you don't have it pulled up, I do, I got you, a team that isn't in the playoff race right now that you think can get in, or you can give me the opposite, a team that is in that you think will fall out? Aaron, we'll start with you. So, I hate to do this to you, Nate. Your Red Wings. They're mm. sitting in a wild card spot right now. Yeah, they're fourth in the Atlantic. I I don't know if they're going to sustain it. I, I mean, I don't see it. I they're, just don't they're, see they're, it. They're two points ahead of the Panthers. They are, but the Panthers had a lot of changes over the offseason. They seem like they're starting to find the rhythm a little bit. They had a bad loss to the Jackets here recently, but other than that, they're, they're playing pretty well on all fronts. We've still got the Pens, the Caps out of the playoffs right now. Those guys are going to make a push. The Rangers are fourth in the Metro right now. There's a lot of good teams right now that can push the Red Wings kind of out to the outside. So 
I, I just don't think they're quite there yet. We need another good draft, another good year of development before Stevie Y can work his magic here, I think. Stevie Y is just mad that people smoke marijuana. Have you heard that fucking interview with Kirby Doc? Oh, yeah. He, That's one of my Stevie favorites. Stevie Y is all about the bong rips, man. He's, That's, he's just jealous that other people are smoking it all out. Stevie bong rips. Hey, Nate. Hey, buddy. Aaron just went over a lot of stuff, but is there a team that you think that is in playoff contention right now or one that is out that you definitely think will make it in? I mean, you know what? I'm just going to stick with my hot take to start off the year. Mm-hmm. I think the Kraken are going to make it. I think they're going to still hold on to this throughout the year, and I think they're going to be able to keep it. Up yours, buddy. No. The Kraken was mine. They're falling the fuck out. They're wow. falling out. No. They're, they're, I, they're, I got to disagree, Phil. They, I think the Kraken Nope. Are they're third in the Pacific. They're three points up on the Flames and three points up on the Oilers, and I will be goddamned if you think that both those teams don't jump them. I don't know about Edmonton, bro. They've been struggling lately. They're hey. By the way, Edmonton has, doesn't have an overtime loss this year. By the way, they're they're just straight up ten and nine. That's not going to stay that way. Yeah. Edmonton's going to pull off a five game win streak. Overtake them. We'll be fine. And by we, I don't mean the Oilers. Is that I'm an Oilers fan? Yeah. I mean we, as in me and my fucking take right now. Uh, Phil, I respect your uh, your right to have a take. The Edmonton Oilers. But do you are, respect my bravado in giving it? I I do respect your bravado. I do not respect anyone on the Oilers other than Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. And those guys are not on the ice for more than like a third of the game right now. So whenever they go to the bench, other teams score. Aaron, Aaron, I'm putting you on the bench. Put me on the bench with the other guys. But the Oilers are not going to jump the Kraken. They may make playoffs, but I don't think they're getting into that third spot in the Pacific right now. All right, brother. You know, we'll we'll see. And crackheads, come at us. At Barely Hockey on Twitter. We are here. Whether you are talking shit. I've got your or back. Get, yep, I've got your back. Talking shit or giving praise or anything in between. We are here to fucking listen. You got us. Hey, let's hop into the, you know, a little more analytic talk, shall we? Hey, the Blue Jackets just scored. We're recording during a Blue Jackets game. one nothing. good guys early in the third period. Hey, my over's dead. You're o- well, My you, over is dead. You're overdive when you place the bet because you probably didn't fade Nate. But why would you ever? Why would you ever take the over in a Blue Jackets game? I mean, that's yeah, just that's, awful. That's kind of sucks, bro. Machine last year. That was last year. And they can't play defense this year. They're they're killing the overs this year. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, when you're it's playing, the, when it's and too, Montreal can't defend either. It's it, two bad teams. When you got bad against bad. It just equals out. It was the night before Thanksgiving, and all oh, was about. Man. Not a goal was scored. Not listen, in this house. Listen, it, if we get six goals in the next seventeen minutes here, boys, you all will be. I'll pay. Me I'll pay for a nice apology. I will pay for all of your beers wherever we go after this. Okay. Deal. Fair. Guys, let's get into the another team in the East, but a team that's having a much another goal, a much much better season. Uh, yep. Okay, Montreal Over's scores alive. Over's alive. Montreal scores, yep, we're doing this live. Montreal fans, come at us. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Guys, a team in the Atlantic that I want to talk about are the Sabres. Uh, they just snapped their eight-game losing streak. They crushed this Montreal side. Uh, once again, your boy, Aaron, Tage Thompson, killing it. One goal, three assists, four points. Um, you know, in, you know, recently, sorry, I just started on my own fucking words. Uh, Jeff Skinner, he has 12 points on the year now. Darlene, 23 points in the season. And we've talked about Craig Anderson enough, so I don't want to hop in too much, but he's four and three with a nine fourteen save. You know, he's still put you know, put in that fucking work at his age. But my thing is they're currently fourteenth in the East, Aaron. How are we feeling? Yeah. So these guys just broke 
a long losing streak with that big statement win against Montreal. They lost their last eight games after coming out of the gate hot. And so uh, they were powerhouse early, and everyone was saying, is this the same old Sabres? They come out of the gate hot, they win a bunch of games, they sometimes get close to first in the league, and then they fall off. Well, they fell off big time here. Eight games in a row. Don't really know what was going on there. They were losing some close ones. They got blown out in a couple. They must have had some bad chicken wings. I would say so. Real Something bad. happened in there. But they just crushed Montreal. And I the way that they're playing... So, Sabres teams of the past, they were always like flashing the pan offense. They, they had high shooting percentages. They would score a lot off the rush, off of broken plays. This team has structure. It's totally different than the last four or five years when they've been hot and then fell off. They grind out in the offensive zone. They wear out defenses. And I look for them to start to get back on track. They do have a tough stretch coming up, though. So next five games, they've got St. Louis, New Jersey, Tampa. Then they go at Detroit, and then they're back home against Colorado. That's a gauntlet right there. It's a gauntlet. Those are some hot teams. St. Louis coming off a losing streak of their own. Now they've won a bunch of games in a row. They're hot again. 2-1 Montreal, by the way. 2-1 Montreal. I said I'd buy your beers, and now everybody's fucking yeah. scoring, and I'm pissed off. What was it? Well, it's was the long it... team scoring, though, Phil. Come on. Was it 6.5? Was the over-under? 6.5. Over-under. Okay. So we're, we're Fuck closing. me running, Nate. Not but good, buddy. Not good. Back to the Sabres. So they got a gauntlet coming up. If, if they can use this Montreal whomping as a springboard and get three wins out of these next five, I will be thrilled. And the Buffalo Parade is back on. That might have been a kick, by the way. The Buffalo Parade could be back on. Nate, I'm going to throw it over to you. The antithesis of the Sabres here is Montreal. They're 9-9-1 with 19 points. They're 11th in the East. They just got blown out in three of their previous four contests. And they're giving up the fourth most goals per game in the league at 3.7. And 26 of those in the past five games. So, Nate, what the hell is going on with Montreal right now? Um, well, first of all, before I get into Montreal, I wanted to back up real quick to Buffalo. Okay. Um, because if you guys remember a few weeks back, and for the listeners, go back in your pods a couple weeks, uh, I believe I said something along the lines of, if the Buffalo Sabres were sitting at you know, just below near, you know, just below at or above 30 points by the end of November, I was, I liked them in the Patrick Kane sweepstakes. Sure. I'm taking that back. I'm not, I'm not in on it. They're not going to do it. It's, they're not in that position. Okay. They're nowhere near 30 points. They're at 16 right now. Exactly. Yeah. They're halfway. At so the Rangers are looking more likely for Patty Kane. I think the Rangers are a good place to go. Um, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick on this one. I think if Seattle could do it, I think Seattle would love a guy like Patty Kane up in there. I don't know if they, Patty Kane wins them a cup though. Patty Kane could be the I difference don't think he for the Rangers. I don't think he wins them a cup. No, but I think he helps. I think Seattle needs draft capital more than anything, so I don't think they'd be willing to do it. Now, one team I will agree, Nate, out west, the Kings could be one that would go for him. Yeah. How hard is it to get a guy to go to L.A.? Hey, buddy, you want to get hammered with Justin Bieber? Get all the pussy you want. And by the way. You get to play for the Los Angeles Kings. I, I got to push back on the Seattle take there, Phil. They have crushed it with draft capital here lately. Been, I know, but why would you give it up? You need to build a franchise. Yeah, but they're. I think they've already invested a lot of it. You look, they've 
they've got their middle set. They got Shane Wright. They got Matty Veneers. Shane Wright gets healthy scratched. Well, yeah, but he's eighteen and he's got a stupid coach. I mean, you, that's you a get, fair. That's a fair take. Yeah, you, you actually, get, the kids say that's a based take. That's a based take. <laughs> so, you get someone who is not going to scratch your superstar draft pick behind the bench. You let him develop for a year or two. By the way, he went down to the AHL. He did okay. He, he's got a few more games there before he comes back up. When he comes back up, he has the potential to go play for Canada in the World Juniors. So they could get him some playing time. They could get him some ice while the Kraken continue to trudge on. Maybe he jumps back in the lineup. We don't know. We, we have no clue what their plan is. It seems like they're all over the place right now. It's a gong show. It's a gong show. But they've got a lot of young talent. they got a lot of draft capital. I had not thought of them in the Patrick Kane sweepstakes until you brought it up, but it's starting to sound kind of good to me now. So right. let me give you let me give you two more let me real quick let me just give you two more team names for that okay. for that Kane sweepstakes and tell me what you think. What's up? The New York Islanders. Fuck the New York Islanders. No, no. Sitting in third place right now in the Metro, even with the Rangers at twenty four points, even with Carolina and the Rangers at twenty four points. Another team to throw out there, I, I and I hate this. I, I hate saying this. It like kills me inside to say it. Toronto. Does he want the Toronto media? That I mean, that's the big. He's thing. an he's an American, so he has no affinity for Canada whatsoever. No, I don't. <clears throat> if I were him, I wouldn't go there. But you know, if they're going to offer you something outrageous, or if 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 they're going to offer Chicago something outrageous, I'll throw another one at you. I hate to say it too. Boston. Yeah. I was just about to bring they're, up Boston. They're seventeen and two, so like maybe you don't fuck with the chemistry. But well, no, because the Boston front office is incompetent. We've already discussed that. <clears throat> that being said, if they properly vet Patrick Kane and they think he's a fit, holy shit. I mean Boston already looks like world beaters anyways, but <clears throat> man, if they bring in a Patty Kane even if he's on like the second or third line, like not to fuck with the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Now one, okay, one last but one. But Patty Kane's not going to chase cups. He's won three. Right. So one last one for you, just for shits and gigs. I'm sorry. And, I, and I'm on a website where I see a few just, you know, they listed out a couple different destinations. Bang Bros? Yeah, Bang Bros. Exactly. I, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, This website has the Detroit Red Wings as a possibility. Now, may- they are sitting in that fourth place spot. Does a Patty Kane help lift them and guarantee? Does a Patty Kane reverse your reverse your opinion? See, I think they're going to have to be there at the. The Jackets are wearing reverse retros, so I'm asking if you want to do a reverse an an Uno card. By the way, by the way, I meant to bring this up on the intro. It's throwback night in Columbus. We got the reverse retros there. We are throwing it back to where we recorded our first podcast, all three together in Nate's apartment. Just a quick little tidbit for you there, Um, but. Detroit, I think, is going to have to be there at the trade deadline. I don't think that's going to happen. If they're out of the playoffs, I don't see them selling futures for them. That's fair. So, yeah. so but here's going the back thing. to speak on Toronto, though. Yeah. Right now, they've got $5 million on their LTIR. That's free cap space. If the Blackhawks take, take half of Patty Kane's yeah. salary, they could afford him. Previously, wow, that's, that's they ominous. had space. They've got $5.4 million just sitting there waiting to be gobbled up. And Morgan Riley's on there now, so that number's only going to grow. And Toronto would gobble a dick for a fucking Stanley Cup. I would also say 
since the World Cup of Hockey has been canceled for this upcoming season. Wait, they canceled it already? They said logistically it will not work because Czech countries and Eastern European countries will not participate in a, in a tournament that Russia is in. So okay. they pretty much blew the whole thing up for politics. Sorry, go But on. I will say that Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane, this was going to be their one year to really play with each other and vibe for Team USA. If that can't happen, maybe Toronto. Maybe they do it there. That's a good fucking take. Dude, you were on a roll tonight. Like, I'm trying. Like Cottonelle, we should pay for all of this shit. Um, no, keep going. So this leads me to the back to the original point, Nate. Yeah, Montreal. Montreal, Montreal. Yes, I, I, we had to get back here eventually. Um, Goaltending is not really helping their cause this season at all. They're really missing Carey Price, and deservedly so. He shouldn't be playing if he doesn't feel that he's in a no. proper state to be there. Yeah, yeah. No, We're no. not saying he needs to be there. No, not but they're definitely feeling an absence. Absolutely, like what they like. You don't want to. Carey Price needs to stay out. Needs to take his time away as much as he needs, but. What they have in it right now is not the solution, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to think about that moving forward because right now they're sitting 26th in the league, their goaltenders, with a 890 save percentage. Do you guys remember in the expansion draft with Seattle, people were talking about trying to get them to take Carey Price to get rid of that cap hit? How they took him for granted. I mean, you had a goaltender you could rely on every single night and now he's gone, and look where your team's at. He's a heart winner. Yeah. Which, you know, it's one thing to win the Vezina four times. Like, okay, you're the best goaltender in the league. To win a heart? You're, the, heart you're the best the player in the league. Season. You're the best player in the league. You're beating guys that score 50, 60 goals. Yeah. So. And we don't see goalies win the heart very often, which. No, it's, it's infrequent. Honestly, it's infrequent. It, if you're thinking about, like, uh, the definition of the heart, it's the most valuable player to his team. You could give it to a goalie every year, really, because without goaltending, you can play the best hockey in the world, and so you're going to be a Steven net. But even but then, well, it takes a lot that's to why, get but even then, That's why you see Teddy's one of the smite, though. Yeah. yeah. But even then, we don't see them nominated even for the heart very no. often. Like, to see it's Igor like Shosturkin. Yeah, to see Igor Shosturkin yeah. on that list last year was yep. a shock. It, yeah, it, no, we, and we sat, it, we sat here. Voting. Yeah, it is. It's like the Heisman always going to a quarterback. It's like, yeah, yeah. there are great players out there. Same concept, and when we, when you and I, when, well, the you and I to start off, obviously you would have shared the sentiment with us. When we were looking at it, we're like, "Holy shit, Shostak is not only going to win the Vesna, he's up for the heart, and like he's a good player." But if Vazzy's never really been up for the heart, that was yeah. an interesting take. That's exactly. I, that's what see. I think that's where the definition to your team really comes in, though, because Vazzy, all the years he's been elite. He's had an elite team in front of him. Yep. Shesterkin, if you look at the Rangers' numbers, they were propped up by him and their power play. They allowed so many terrible chances in their end last year. Their I defense mean, was suspect. Yeah. With, they were a run-and-gun team, mm -hmm. and they were giving up a ton. So it, he really covered up for a lot of ugly, ugly turnovers last year. And without him, they would not have made the playoffs. Oh, you, you just got to hope that New York is at least seeing what's going on in Tampa and what happens when you play that goalie just nonstop yeah. for four straight seasons. Well, and you you have at least a, a you have at least a serviceable backup in there that can take, you know, a third of the game. The Rags will also figure out if they make it to three Stanley Cup finals in a row, what'll happen to that guy. Nate, I wanna go throw it back to you though. 
Um, so the goaltending's not great, and the team defense isn't great either, right? Like, they're 10th highest in expected goals against. The offense is 22nd in the league, and, it, you know, XG as well. But do you think they're leaning too much on the top line? Um, I mean, yeah. Right now, like, Cole, like Cole Colefield's got 12 goals, 10 assists, 20 points. Nick Suzuki, Nick Suzuki has 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Nobody else on the team has over five goals or over 16 points right now. Okay, yeah, that sounds like a yeah a very top-heavy team. Very top Can we heavy. call them a Pamela Anderson? They are mm, Pamela <laughs> Anderson. A little top-heavy, boys? <laughs> no, um, bueno. no bueno. So a perfect example of this top-heavy situation Montreal finds himself in. If you watched a game last night, Buffalo was all over Caulfield, especially on the power play. They were in his shooting lane. They were up in his grill. They were not letting him, them run that offense through him. Not at all. And they had nothing. It was a 7-2 win. And really, Montreal was lucky to even get two. So when you only have one or two guys on your team that are dangerous, it's very, very easy for teams to take those guys away. They play the matchup game, and then they're going to kill you with their bottom six. So it Montreal is still a little ways away. I, they had high hopes this season after getting the first overall pick and Marty St. Louis' strong finish after he got hired as coach Cons- last year. Considering he was coaching like his son's yeah. like, Bantam League team. It, it's crazy, too. Yeah. He, he never coached in the NHL. Yeah. He was coaching his son's kid team, and now he's up here in the big leagues, and he's doing well, I think. I, I'm impressed with the He's the he's Jeff done. Saturday of hockey. I don't know if we're ready to put Jeff Saturday in that same league yet, but I was very happy to see him win after everybody talked shit about him after he got of, hired. Of course, of I'll course. You, but I'll tell you, if there's, I mean, if you're looking at just Montreal and some of the guys that have really been disappointments this year, mm-hmm. I think my number one for them has got to be Evgeny Dadanov. I mean, this is a guy. Yeah, they got him from Florida. No, Vegas. Vegas, sorry, yeah, Vegas, yeah, Vegas, yeah. Vegas. In Ve- so in Vegas last year, this is a guy that had 20 goals, 23 assists, 43 points. I'll take that. Every- how, how many games did he play? Uh, 78. Okay, so he only missed four games all year, and he put up basically a point every five, four and a half periods. He, yeah. he was a big part of that team, too, down the stretch when everyone was injured. He was scoring goals and winning games for him. Absolutely. Even after they tried to trade him at the deadline when his no-trade clause was there. Yeah, they that was a that was a debacle. shit show. Was it like, was total shit show. They tried to fuck him over, and he said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm still going to play hard and score goals for you guys." Absolutely. Apparently, he's not doing that in Montreal. No, right now, so he's sitting at 15 out of 19 games played, one goal, one assist, two points, a minus seven. Something there is definitely a rift between him and someone in the organization because he's not that bad of a player. Well, I think the big thing. Because I'm pretty sure that he's on a, I'm pretty sure that he's on a line. He's with, with Dvorak and Gallagher. Okay, and Dvorak. those are two hard nosed, like grinded out kind of players. There's not a lot of offensive skill on that line with him, right? There. See, I thought, I, I thought. Okay, he, so he's made better by guys like William Carlson. He he needs somebody to set him up. He's a good goal scorer, and he can score off the rush. And he he's a fast paced playmaking kind of guy. Yeah. And you have Dvorak and Gallagher there who are just grinded out, beat you down in your zone, battle in front of the net kind of players. If they can hook him up with, like, I mean, he's not going to supplant Caulfield on the top line with Suzuki. Sean Monahan is on the third line. He's the third line center right now. He's 
he's a, a goal scorer when somebody else sets him up. There's not really a second center to make plays and set up Dadnov right now. Sure. Um, one of the things I was going to throw out about Montreal, too, by the way, is uh, Mike Matheson, right? Yeah. So he missed the first 17 games of the year. And, you know, injury-prone, you know, blah, blah, blah. People say what they want to say about him. And he comes back on Saturday, gets his first talk as a hab, you know, second period. They beat Philly. Logged 24 minutes of ice time. And I don't want to, like, just go off on the halves like we've been doing for the last, you know, whatever. But do you think he can help this team, Aaron? Like, because their XGA is bad. So, like, do you think he's going to be a guy that will step in there and, like, kind of assert himself as the leader of the decor? I think that's a guy who fills a hole on your defense. I mean, this is not a deep defensive unit right now. You've got Savard and Matheson now as your top pair since Matheson's back healthy. Joel Edmondson and Caden Goulet on the second pair. And mm-hmm. Arbor Jekai, who is just a stallion. I mean, I, I love this player. He's young, he's up and coming, but he's not ready for the big minutes yet. And then you've got, I don't have any fucking clue how to say this guy's name, boys. Jonathan Kovashevich? Kovashevich, maybe? Kovacevic. Don't know anything about him. And then Wi-Fi next to him. Exactly. Arbor Jacki, the Wi-Fi man. Uh, I like his game, but this is a young, kind of fragile defense. So having a solid veteran like Matheson there to eat some minutes, I think is really going to help them kind of stabilize their game. And we're seeing it right now against Columbus. I mean, they're, they're up 2-1 in the third period. And it was scoreless going into the third period. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've done a much better job of locking things down here. I think Matheson is really going to help him. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Speaking of him, by the way, you know, guy's been in the league forever. We've had some great player milestones recently, and one of the ones I want to throw out there is, uh, you know, the Wild. Alex Goligoski was healthy scratch for seven games at nine ninety nine. Disrespect. Who's the bro. fucking head coach there? Well, Cocksucker Mike Babcock? Okay, so, kind of weird situation. So he actually played the first four games of the year to get him to 1,000. They didn't have a ceremony for him, even though he was at home, for his 1,000th game. It was against Vancouver early in the year. Which, which, which is a, it's a silver stick celebration. Yeah. So then he gets scratched for like eight games, gets in for one game, gets scratched for another seven, and then now they've got the ceremony planned. They come back home. They play against the Hurricanes last Saturday night. Uh, they didn't, he, huge, did, didn't he have the OT winner? He had the OT winner. So, awesome moment for him. His whole family was there. He scores an OT and goes and slides into the corner where his family's sitting against the glass. Just going crazy. How could you not be romantic about hockey? How yeah. can you not? So, he, I would love to see him stick in the lineup a little bit. He's, he's a vet. He's never put up crazy world-beating numbers. His highest career year was 46 points. But he's always been very well-respected by his teammates. He, he's a good guy. He's kind of a stabilizing force on the back end. And Minnesota could use some stabilization right now. I mean, they're yeah. they're in a little bit of a stump. We'll really get into their situation later, but yeah. I, I would love to see him get some more playing time here now. Hey, that's totally fair. Nate, there was another 1,000th game hit. You want to go over that one, buddy? 1,000 points. Sorry, 1,000 points, not 1,000 games. He's played 1,000 games. Yeah. Um, how about that, uh, you know, you know, stick taps for the guy, fuck the team, Patrice Bergeron hit 1,000 points. That's uh, 409 tucks, 501 apples. 591 uh, apples. 591, my apologies. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, he had an assist. Not math, guys. He had an assist Monday night in the 5-3 win That's over Ryan Tampa. 
the team cleared the benches. The team cleared the bench to celebrate with him on the ice. Uh, he's got nine goals, nine assists this year so far in the season. He's on pace for 77 points, two behind his career high of 79. Um, and this is 19th season at the age of 37. First of all, 19th season at 37. So he's spent over. He's like he's like Tom Brady. He spent over 50% of his life playing in the NHL, which is banana lands to think yeah. about. It's honestly, it. And we, can, we can debate this in the offseason, too. I think this is worthy of it. And maybe we get the beerly football guys on it. But By the way, we're better than you. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I feel like hockey, you're in such a smaller space. And there are just somewhat, there are a lot of very high, you know, high speed violent collisions, not to mention the fighting component of it that's still allowed in the game. But how is it that we see guys that last a lot longer in the NHL? This is, and this will be the, the preview. I've thought about this before many times. This is this will be the preview for that episode. Hockey, to me, is majority of, of, of the game is like getting into a fender bender in a parking lot, where football is like getting into a head-on collision with a semi. More, more space equals faster speed. Yeah, that's my thing. But I don't want to get I don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now, guys. We couldn't either. But I, I'm going to say one thing real quick. Go. So we're talking about the NFL versus the NHL and the age of players. The only really old players we see in the NHL are quarterbacks. And look at the all NFL. the fucking the NFL, NFL. You mean? Yeah, yeah, the NFL. Sorry. Name's so, Ben. Ben Drankin. Ben Drankin. So I don't know though. You look but, at all the bubble wrap of fucking rules they put around these guys. I mean, it, you get fucking Taylor Heineke, who's going down right before he gets sacked, getting roughing the pass for penalty. It's also a different version of speed. Yeah. Different I, speed, different equipment. But you look at, like, the average average of running backs. It's so much lower than the NHL. Also, concussions play a bigger role in football. Yeah. For certain positions. The NHL, when you see a concussion, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. In the NHL, and not everybody's getting, not nobody's lowering their head to tackle you in the NHL. Yeah. Now that now here's my here's my one point that I will say. Okay. Yeah. My one thing. If we now that we've started to have more advanced statistics and metrics added into football, we're starting to now see guys as you know top speeds sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and when when you see guys that are like in the open field reaching their top speed, they're hitting you know 21, 22 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what these guys in the NHL are hitting going just down the ice yep. on a normal yeah. shift. Yeah. You know, 22 miles an hour. You're more likely to get a concussion in hockey from taking a wrong turn mm-hmm. against the boards and getting a shoulder in your jaw mm-hmm. than you are someone hitting you head on. Yeah. I think that's... But you know what? That's It's all hearsay no, right I now. Will, will, we are going to research the shit out of this. We'll get into it later. We'll, oh, we will, yeah, so yeah. stay tuned. Everyone better have a five-page report when if, we get into this if, in the office. If anybody knows a doctor that would be willing to come on, by the way, that would be cool, too. I might start asking around. If anybody knows a doctor, we'd love to have them on. Guys, uh, from discussing an ugly part of the game on the ice to an ugly part of the game on the ice but also off the ice. Unfortunately, um, not a story that we want to go over, but... We, it, it, we have to. We'd be remiss. And so, and we're all Ohio State football fans. And by default, and, and, Ohio State everything fans. And, and I got to say, when I when I started reading this, I mean, it really, it, it tore me up inside. It fucking that. sucks. It fucking sucks. And so, Ohio State, uh, you know, forward Camille Sedloka 
uh, was given a game misconduct for spewing racial slurs at Michigan State forward Jagger Joshua. The Big Ten investigated it, and their statement was tone deaf as all get out. I'll, re- I'll release it. No, or no, let me read this, because I want to I want to say it and what I think the Big Ten tones is. Go, for go, this. Yeah, go, right, for go, go for it. So here was, here was this. <clears throat> the conference supports the decision by the official to levy a game misconduct penalty on Ohio State University. Due to the absence of indisputable evidence presented to the conference, the conference has not imposed further disciplinary action. Uh, but here are rules regarding racial slurs. Well, this is the NCAA's rules. Yeah, this is the NCAA's rules according to racial slurs. Uh, according to the NCAA bylaw, the penalty for directing ethnic or racial slurs at officials, opposing players, or opposing team personnel is a game misconduct with the exception of medical personnel. Medical personnel are subject to supplementary discipline penalties. Interesting. I mean, why... Why the fuck are only the medical personnel subject to it? Maybe because you're held to a higher standard as a human being? Like... But shouldn't all human beings... Everyone should be able yeah. to I don't, I don't, discipline. I don't give a shit what your level of education, your occupation, anything is. Don't be a racist piece of shit. You know, I said... Well, and the fucked up part was Sadloka played with Jagger's older brother. Yeah. That's the really fucked up yeah, part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's really fucked... Racism is really fucked up. But yeah. it's even more fucked... Like, even more fucked up, I guess, if you can get even more fucked up. To have, yeah. like... To have that extra level of, like, personal relationship. I feel like most, most people that I've met in my life that are, like, in any way racist don't know people... Absolutely. ...of said race that they are yeah. profiling against. And it's like, have you ever met anybody of that race? Right. No? Then you're just blatantly ignorant. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I said this. I said this actually last week, and I said this at work. I'm so tired of these goddamn stories coming out of hockey. I really it am. Sucks. I really it's... am. And that's what this is where my point's getting to. I said this last week, and, and now this is my new motto in life. And listeners, please write this down somewhere. Put it in your car. Put it on your computer. Look at this every day. It takes so little effort to not be a piece of shit human being. You have to make a choice to be a piece of shit human. It's being. also free to be a good human being. It's yeah. real. It's it's very easy to be a good human being. It's free. Doesn't That's my part. Everything else is expensive. You have, but here's the thing. You when you when you're acting as a piece of shit human being, you made that decision in your head that hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I am going to be a piece of shit human being. Yeah. So, going back to the statement they released, too, the conference supports the decision by the official for the game misconduct. And then they go on to say... They gave, like, to, the worst presidential debate answer They said, this. due to the absence of indisputable evidence. So, you support the decision by the official who heard the racial slur. You support it, so you accept that as evidence. But then you say the absence of indisputable evidence. So, you either support the official who heard it, or you don't. You can't have it both fucking ways. So essentially what the Big Ten is saying is in order to ever make a decision on something like this in the future, every single player is going to have to be mic'd up throughout the game. Yeah. 
we're gonna have yep. to mic up. We're gonna have to mic up every single player to hear every single word that they say throughout the game, and we're gonna have to have at least sixteen officials to listen to every single player talk throughout the game. Based on the precedent they've set here, yes. Yeah. It so. That's a gong show. Better, better. Late hey, than more jobs. More jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. Better late than never, I guess, but still should have been like instantaneous. Gene Smith, Ohio State Athletic Director, did release a statement. Uh, he said that they worked through, quotation marks, the on-ice incident and spoke with Sudloka and the rest of the team, and Sudloka is returning home and not going to be with the team or compete at this time. Good. So they... I mean, the, it, K, the KHL will take public, him, so whatever. It took a week of public backlash, though. Like, oh, of course. As soon as this was released, look how well look how Gene Smith handled Urban Meyer. Dude, this Gene, is the least surprising Gene thing Smith of all time. Is a fucking joke. Well, see, here's the thing: Gene Smith's priorities go football number one, basketball number two, women's basketball number three because they have well, an ESPN contract. Well, no, women's <laughs> just women's sports in general number three. Um, because of because of all the new Title IX and everything, women's sports yeah, has now yeah. become number three, and then hockey probably comes in at like number eight on that you're, list. You're right. Honestly, this probably didn't even come across his desk until yesterday when he released a statement. Right. Absolutely. Like that's the thing. He probably got hit with this. He probably found out about this yesterday or the day before. Gene yeah. Smith's the only AD in America that could survive what he like the Thad Mata, the Jim Trestle, the Urban Meyer. He's still here. That's all I'm saying. But hey, I want to get off that. That was our non-talk. Do we have any final thoughts? Just on, fuck that guy. Just fuck him. Be a decent fucking human yeah, being. Come on, man. Guys, since and I, he's a fourth line grinder too. He's not like a superstar. If you're no. a piece of shit human being, you're not a you're not a true fan of this podcast. That's all I'm gonna say. Facts, no printer. Guys, I'll take this one. Carolina Hurricanes, boys, 10, 5, and 4, 24 points, second in the metro. Sixth in the league, and they've been on a roll this season. They've been good. Nikas, nine points, nine goals, fourteen Nages. assists, twenty. Natchez? Natchez. Natchez. I live there, and I can't even say his name right. 23 points in 19 games. Uh, he's having a great year. Uh, last season, he had 40 points in 78, so he's on pace to crush that. Um, Sebastian Ajo, once again, phenomenal. We all know oh, yeah. that. You know, he has 22 points in 19 games. Nine of those are ducks. Shvechnikov, the guy who had the balls to fight Alexander Ovechkin in a playoff series. 13 ducks, 7 apples, 20 points in 19 games. He's on a, you know, he's pacing and hit his career highs. Brent Burns has been a nice element to this team, too. He has 13 points in 19 games. Always nice when you can get that from a guy on the blue line, too. Um, I agree that he does look rejuvenated. You were, like, looking at me saying that. I'm like, I got you, Aaron. I got you. Um, They got 10 guys on this roster that have 7-plus points, right? And if you pace it out after how many games they've played, they'll have about 10 guys with 28-plus points, and that's a good fucking season. Now... I am a big fan of this team, and I, the way they play, I mean, their style. Because it, it, it's exactly what the Blue Jackets have tried to be for so long, but Carolina's kind of perfected it. Yeah. It's it's gritty as fuck mixed with just enough skill up top to be able to make you fun to watch. Because nobody wants to watch a boring-ass team. They want right. to watch a fun team that's also gritty, right? As a baseball fan, the Big Red Machine, you had sexy talent all over the field. Then you had Pete Rose. So, like, fans love that little bit of gritty element to a team. And what I love about this Carolina team is, number one, they're fast and they're physical. They're great in the penalty kill. That's never changed. Rod Brindamore is a phenomenal coach, by the way. Love Rod Brindamore. 
Um, they have good defensive hockey responsibility. Aaron, you look like you want to say something. Are you on? Are, is so, there anything I'm saying that you disagree with? I agree with everything you just said. I think their forecheck. Things my ex has never said to me. True. So their forecheck is the heart and soul of this team. This team gets after the puck when they don't have it like mm-hmm. no other. Mm-hmm. It they'll dump it in and they get it back like sixty percent of the time. Rumpies and dumpies. Yeah. All, all they do is puck pursuit, and they play with an energy that I have not seen from a lot of teams around the league. Mm-hmm. Their front office is probably the most analytic-driven office in the league, and that's why you see them making a lot of these savvy moves, like offer shooting Kotkaniemi, getting Brent Burns for almost free from the Sharks, things like that. Uh, you got guys like Stasny and Kotkaniemi who are kind of combining to replace that hole that Vince Trocek left out of the middle when he left for New York. Vinny. Those guys aren't putting up a ton of points, not a lot of goals, not a lot of assists, but if you look at their shot metrics, you've got Stasny with 62.9 Corsi 4 percentage, 63% Fenwick 4 percentage. Kakaniemi, 65.2 Corsi 4, 63.3 Fenwick 4. Okay. These guys are absolutely controlling shot share when they're on the ice. And this is a team that just suffocates you by being on you all the time. Doesn't let you get shots off. Pounds them to your and it's and it's wild because Freddie Anderson's been out since mid-November. He's been in the IR and like there's really not a sight line for him to come back. You know what I mean? Like it, no. it's been banana lines what they're doing right now. No. So this is a team. Also, I I would love to bring this up. You gave me a great opening here, Phil. Carolina has never invested heavily in goaltending. They're always bargain bin shopping. Yeah, their their one cup was with Cam Ward. Yeah. Was, they made Cam was, Ward relevant. And he was a rookie that year. Yeah. So, they, ever since Tom Dundon bought the team, they have really, really focused on building all their metrics on ice, getting players that control play and shot share, and the goaltending is like, let's just get somebody in there who's serviceable. So, Freddie Anderson's injured this year. You've got Auntie Ronta, who they picked up off the bargain bin, and now you've got... Pyotr Kochetkov. Say that three times fast. Pyotr Kochetkov. He is 4-0-2. Hasn't gotten a ton of starts this year. He's only got seven career starts in the NHL. They just locked him up at $2 million per season for the next four years. And this is a gamble that they took. They're old like, no, he's old enough to know better, but young enough to be you know dumb enough to do it anyways. Whatever that fucking phrase yeah. is. So they took him in the second round. They, they drafted him higher than a lot of goalies go. He has a 914 save percentage, a two goals against average this year. Carolina doesn't allow a lot of shots. He's looked really good in every start he's had this year. They rewarded him. They were like, okay, this guy's on a little bit of a heater. We're going to lock him up for a low cap hit for a longer term. Here in a year or two, if he comes out to be a shining star starter, we've got money and goal for $2 million a year, and we can spend that money on other players. It's, they're, br- they're it's, br- it's brilliant financial work. Yeah, their cap management is years ahead of every other team in the league. I'll tell you though, if you're uh, if you're Natchez, I'm thanking that front office every single day for letting Trocheck go because he is because that's the reason that Natchez is breaking out this year finally. Yeah. I mean, without the presence of Vinny Trocheck, Natchez has been able to kind of assume that first line center and Isn't that Aho? Or yes, it is Aho. Sorry, he's been able to take over that second line center. And gotcha. just actually be able to, you know, produce and be, a, you know, be with actual playmakers. 
instead of being a third, fourth line guy that he's been kind of sitting at for about the last two years. They, they've actually yeah, got him up on the top line with Ajo right now playing wings, so he's... They're tearing it up. Up yeah, there. exactly. All right, just make I, I, I you know, so. I just roast that. Nate. Like Nate, what do you know? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Nate. I, I was gonna say I thought that he was on the top line, but yeah. I was gonna ride with you because you were looking at. I thought you were looking. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's tearing it up on the top line right now. But no, you're right. Like Trocheck leaving leaves a great opportunity for some of these young guys that they've been cultivating to come up and really produce more. And Nate just takes a big spot on the power play from Trocheck too. So that's where a lot of his points are coming yeah, from. That yeah, that makes well, sense. It was, well, I think it's the it's the departure of him. It's the departure of D'Angelo. It's the departure of Niederreiter. That are it's true. Niederreiter's a, N- Niederreiter's a big one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that opens up space for some... What a fun name, Niederreiter. Yeah, Niederreiter. Yeah. That, op- that opens up guys like Anker Svechnikov and Stefan Nozin. To be able to actually get some quality minutes, Jesper Foss get some quality minutes. Yeah, yeah, that, that, hey, that's totally fair. And guys, Caroline is deep. That's all I have to say. Caroline is deep, deep as team. fuck. But they lost the next team. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild last weekend. Uh, Minnesota's eleventh in the East. They have eighteen points, or eight, eight and two. Um, but they did beat Carolina, which no easy task. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, man, KK, he, he's he's the best player on the team. We all know that. Um, he's got 20 points. He's getting it done. Zuccarello, you know Zooks, good fucking player as well. He's got 17 points this year so far. Um, you know, Erickson X good, six goals, six assists. But this team is also a Pamela Anderson. I think that's going to have to become heavy. a staple of this, boys. They're way too fucking top heavy. Yeah, that's just how we're gonna. Anytime we we would we just won't call teams top heavy anymore. We're just gonna call them Pamela yeah. Anderson. Pamela Anderson, man. We got Pamela Andersons out here. You know what? We'll we'll mix it up. We'll just throw in a bunch of beautiful, busty American celebrities. Well, so here's the thing. So if we're yeah, so if they're top heavy, they're Pam Anderson. But if they're bottom heavy, then they're J Lo. They're Kim Kardashian. They're yeah. If they're if they're strong on the back end, <laughs> if they're strong on the back end, then they're J Lo. They're what, Kim Card. What do we call them if they have a good goaltender? And that's it. Get, come back to me. Okay. <laughs> who's, a, who's a famous Puritan? Someone who doesn't let it in. Oh my God, Dakota Fanning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning's a virgin in my yeah. eyes forever. If if, if a team, She's a lifelong virgin. Yeah. <laughs> lifelong Same here. Virgin. If, yeah. If a team only has a good goalie, they're Dakota Fanning. They're Dakota yep. Fanning. Perfect. Oh, so, my God. Where were we? <laughs> yeah. So, Joel Erickson Act with 12 points. Nobody else on the team other than him, Zuccarello. It's almost like they're there. really missing Kevin Fiala. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Fiala, on the other hand, is tearing it up in L.A. right now. He's got seven goals, 14 assists, 21 points right now. because he's getting that Justin Bieber ass, you know? He sure is. He's, he's getting all, you know, Austin Matthews is like, hey, throw my boy some ass yeah, out yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's scoring off the rush is all I have to say. So, it's... I'm, I mean, if I'm if I'm Kaprizov and Zuccarillo, I mean, my, my back's hurting and we're only 18 games into the season. I mean, yeah. like 20 and 17 points, and then you got Erickson Eck with 12. Boldy with 11, and then it goes into the single digits. So you only have four guys that are double-digit point scorers right now. And you know what really hurts, too? They're playing tight defense. They're fifth in the league in expected goals against, 34. The goaltending had been starting to improve. It was getting better. Marc-Andre Fleury, he was finding his form over his last five games, 937 save percentage. He's on the IR now. He's out. Brutal. Crippled. It's... Brutal. It's one thing after another for Minnesota. Uh, Philip Gustafson, he's also going in the right direction, but mm-hmm. he's not a full-time starter. You got rid of Cam Talbot so you could keep Marc-Andre Fleury. And now Which was a very out. bizarre decision. To be, really to be entirely honest, 
To be frank, as they say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, if I was the GM, I would have gone the complete opposite way. I would have gotten rid of Flurry to keep Talbot. Yeah, they they had Talbot under contract. This By the year. way, three to one final. Buy your own beers, motherfucker. God damn it! I'm so pissed. <laughs> Those assholes, those blue jackets. Yeah, the ten dollars we're gonna spend at the next bar to drink dollar beers. Exactly. I'm not even mad about the beers. I'm just mad that like the one fucking time I bet on the jack, they've they've actually been playing well and winning games even through all these injuries. The one time I'm like, okay, I'll buy in. Montreal blows. Nope. By the way, taking it up the hoop. We oh up the hoop. No spit. No lube. Sandpaper finish. Yeah. The quote. The lit. I was gonna say late. Great. The great Paul Bissonnette. Oops. Biz is not dead. Listen to Spit and Chick, which is great. Um, at least we didn't go to the game tonight, boys. Yeah, thank God. No thank shit. God. We would have spent 100 yeah. bucks on beer alone. That would have been fucking miserable. Yeah. All right. We, we got Calgary and Pittsburgh on. 1-1 one, one with less than two minutes left in the third. So wow. Low-scoring games we will, tonight, boys. Yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date. Because they're all looking forward to that turkey day tomorrow, man. Um, I love what you're talking about, by the way, uh, with Gustafson, Aaron. And... They need depth. So, yeah. I'm going to pose a question as essentially the, the de facto question master of the podcast. Because I'm the one that comes up with shit on the you spot. Are, you are. You're the de facto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just throw it out to you guys. You're driving the bus over here. It's your uh, world. We're just living in it. Get he, off the bus! He, he, he's, the, he's the professional, you know, button poker. Am I the Chris Farley from Billy Madison of the podcast? You're you're the habitual line stepper. <laughs> you're the habitual button pusher. You just you're that guy. We're about hey, to. I like button poker better. We're about to get it on with this question. <laughs> if you're the wild, and I don't want to go into like cap hit and all this shit because yeah, yeah. everybody, let us know if we're fucking way off base here. If you're the wild and you have to make one trade, and Aaron will start with you. Who are you going to get? Well. They did just make one trade. Uh oh! I was not really expecting. It's somebody that doesn't help them put pucks in the back of the net, but it's someone that'll make people fear yeah. them. So they trade a fifth round draft pick to the New York Rangers for none other than Ryan Reeves. Revo, the undisputed heavyweight of the NHL right now. So I, I've got a theory here. Has been for a minute. And and mind you, let's just also add this in before you go into your point, Aaron, that Tell they me. now have two of probably the bigger heavyweights in the league in him and Marcus Foligno. Yeah, that's yeah. Th- they got some beef. Yeah. So a big part of this team last year was Nick DeLaurier. Th- this team would beat the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah. We saw him against the Jags a lot of times. They, they injured like five players in two games. And Deloria goes to Philly. You've got Revo coming in now. Uh, there was a game against the Kings earlier this year, I believe it was. Kaprizov was getting cross-checked. He was getting hacked and whacked and just hits to the head. He was getting smothered by physical play. And he lost his mind. He took a two-hander. At the, I, there was a Kings defenseman, I think, was going after It was Dowdy. It was Dowdy. Yeah, he fucking... Lumberjack. I, remember, I remembered seeing this. Yeah, Lumberjack Drew Doughty gets a fucking ten minute major. Got a got a game sussy, right? Yeah, yeah, game misconduct. And no, yeah, you know, then he got sussy. But yeah, he yeah. got a, he got a game he got a game. Oh, he got sussy. A sussy after that. Too. Yeah, he yeah. got a, yeah he got so a game sussy he, after that. He's getting frustrated because everybody's taking liberties on him. 
So you bring in Revo now. You instill a little bit of fear in these other teams that are trying to out-physical your one star. The Rangers are beyond the point of needing Revo because they're that good. So they want to add more depth yeah. in terms of scoring. I, I think where the was, Wild are not that good, yeah. but they want to protect their best asset. Exactly. And I think that the Rangers had a classy move here, too, because they all know Rebo's a good guy. He's well-loved around the league. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't find a spot in the lineup for him. They've got too much good young talent in the bottom six. And he, he just wasn't getting regular minutes. So they're like, let's go find a partner to make a trade so this guy can actually play. And so... Stick taps for the Rangers for doing the right thing, letting Revo go out and uh, spread his wings like the beautiful butterfly that he is, <laughs> chasing people's faces. And I, I look for Minnesota to come out with a little bit of jump here in their next game with him on the roster. Well, and, and I think the big move here too was on on well in New York's part, the big move was to not try to gouge Minnesota for this. I mean. Minnesota gave up a fifth round pick in the 2025 draft. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not the next draft. It's not the one after that. It's the one after that. Yeah. yeah. Out of sight, out of mind right now. Yeah. It, they were basically doing a favor to try and get a guy into some playing time. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't you don't haggle with them. You don't make it difficult. Yeah. You just you get this guy over to a place where he can get some PT. So, yeah, I'm, I'll... I'll you know, give some props to the Rangers for not being a piece of shit franchise on this one. I mean, if you're Revo, you'd probably rather be in New York, but hey, just for I mean, Stanley Cup odds. But yeah, for sure. Like you, you definitely you know, want to be with yeah. him. Yeah, I, I don't know though. I, I could see him being a Minnesota guy, fucking meat and potatoes, just grinding out blue collar every day. Yeah, I, I mean, he'll be the most popular black man in Minnesota since Prince. So. Hey, there you go. Uh, well, I mean, it, Prince, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson. That's true. I just thought I was thinking of Minnesota as a hockey over football state, but I'm probably wrong. Um, the, um those those folks, you you know, they're going nutty over their Vikings right That's now. That's true. I, I did, cannot. I fucking. Wait I, I fucking. To watch Matthew Judon tear Kirk Cousins. All right. All right. Hey, all right. This is barely football. This is barely hockey. Listen, all right. Guys took it that direction. No, 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 no. We're not going. God damn you! No, I love I love Ryan Reeves. By the way, yes, I love I love Ryan Reeves, and I will support him in any franchise he plays for. Because Revo is one of the last remaining true enforcers in the NHL. And everybody's ever fought him. Every tough guy in the league, and you can say tough guy in quotes if you want to. Tom Wilson, Josh Anderson, you know, guys like that. Marcus Foligno. Yeah. The iconic photo from earlier this year. And now they're going to be teammates. Yeah. Love you it. know, when he absolutely just pummels him. Mm-hmm. Every guy who's ever fought Revo is like, I still feel it for three days. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I wanted to add to Revo, too, you know, it's, yeah, of course, you know, for his Stanley Cup odds, I think he, he'd like to be in New York because I think he had better odds there. But yeah. I also, I'm, of course, I'll, I'll preface with this. Of course, every single NHLer wants to win a Stanley Cup. Of course. Who doesn't? But I don't see Revo being that guy. Revo's not the type of guy to go places to win cups. That's not his game. We His Revo, game is to help the team. Revo, yeah, Revo goes places to help the team. Revo goes places where he's appreciated, where he likes his teammates yeah. because he knows his role in the team. Yeah, he's he's just a quality he's just a quality teammate. He's a true professional, I would say. Con, a consummate professional? A consummate as they say, professional. guys. 
We've talked about Ryan Reeves for a long time. I and, I, and I could talk about Revo all day. There was another trade, by the way. And uh, Nate. Yeah. The I'm, Toronto I'm, Maple Leafs made a little bit of a deal. Of they went out and got a fucking Stanford Cardinal tree on their of, blue line, didn't they? Yeah. So, um, you know, Leafs defense this year just gutted by injuries. Uh, so... And, and, oh, and really the, highlighted by the loss of uh, Morgan Riley to a knee injury on Monday. Jake mm-hmm. Muzzin, TJ Brody are on, IR, are on IR. That was a straw that broke the camel's back was Riley. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Their defense sure. has been fucking hammered all year. Riley going down, now they're Jealous. like... Jealous. They're like, we <laughs> have to make a move. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they addressed those blue line troubles today by trading their... Six foot nine, so six nine center, nice. Uh, Curtis Douglas to the Arizona Coyotes for Connor Timmins, a six foot two, two hundred two pound right handed shot D man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only played two games this year for the Yotes, uh, no points and a minus two, but very strong with the metrics. Yeah. 64.5% on the, uh, or uh, 64.5% on, I'm um, sorry, what is this? Phil? Corsi. That's okay. He's... Yeah, so we got 64.5 Corsi 4 percentage. Thank you. We got 64% Fenwick 4 percentage. So he's controlling shot share. He's just on the yotes. So you, like, you're going to get a couple of dashes so, when you're so playing So real there. quick, so real quick, because I actually don't know what the hell you're talking about with this Corsi and Forsey. So you're speaking of foreign language. Corsi and Forsey and Dursey and Darcy. Yeah. So for me, and I don't need to hear about the trailer park. Tell us what it means. Yeah. So for so, me, as well as our listeners, please explain what you're what you mean by the Corsi and the Forsey. All right. So Corsi is shot attempts. Not shots on goal, your shot attempts. When you're on the ice, when your team has the puck, they're shooting it. it. It's basically how you track possession without actually putting a tracker on the puck and whose stick it's on. Without like tracking the minutes of yeah. who's got possession. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So ideal. the whole concept is when you have the puck, you're going to be trying to take more shots. So 64.5% of the shot attempts, whether they're blocked, missed, at the net, goals, whatever. Anytime you try to get a puck towards the net, that's one Corsi. So the Corsi 4 percentage is shot attempts that your team takes versus shot attempts the other team takes. So and that's what's the FF? The 4C, you said? Or? So the FF Fenwick. is Fenwick. Fenwick it is you. a variation of the metric, which I actually personally like Fenwick better because it's... All the same, except they don't count blocked shots. So okay. if, That's if, fair. You t- if you shoot a puck into somebody's shin pads, it doesn't count as a Fenwick 4. Which I like that. It, yeah. It, which it, it, yeah, shouldn't, I mean, it yeah. shouldn't count. It shouldn't count. Yeah. But anyway. But like, like, yeah, for the Corsi, the, there's an argument to be made because like if you're shooting a puck through traffic on the power play... Even if it gets blocked, you still have you know a chance to retrieve it. But I think there were I think there were even a few times tonight in that Jackets Mont in that Jackets Canadians game where one of the Canadians or a Canadians defender took a shot from the point. It got maybe halfway there, but then it, it just got into a crowd of people. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's hockey right now. Or it's like just, if you you get a prime scoring chance and somebody lays out and blocks it, you you can still get credit for that under Corsi, but not under Fenwick. Right. So I always like to include both of them. Because there's kind of a split jury on which ones we would we would be remiss. Yeah. So, but Thank basically, you. Thank you, for you, explaining that. you want yeah, that number you, over fifty percent. 
Because okay. that means you're taking more than half of the shots is there a, when you're on the ice. Is there a league average that we can find out, by the way, at some point tonight? So, maybe. I I don't know about league Anyway, I would just, assume just, league average is fifty percent. Just okay. continue. Because just fifty percent, half yeah. of the yeah. So I was just, so, I was just curious for the listeners so if there the, was a league so average. What's the Corsi? Yeah, yeah. What's the F in that? The Corsi what? So sixty-four point five Corsi four percentage. That means you're Corsi. taking sixty-four percent of the shot attempts yeah. the team is taking when you're on the ice. Sixty-four percent Fenwick four. That's unblocked shot attempts. So your team is taking sixty-four percent of the unblocked shot attempts. So. For every, you know, four shot attempts that the other team's taking, you're taking five. Yeah. No, that, it, so so it as long as that sense. number's it over 50%, sense. it's good. If you get up into the 60s, that's very good. It's a lead. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. I don't know about a lead. I, I would say high 60s is a lead. It, 60 right. is good. All right. No, that makes total sense. Um, speaking of missing shots you don't take, to quote the great Michael Scott, we're going to talk about who should run for president, by the way. We're going to talk about the team in the nation's capital for a minute, boys. Okay. We haven't given a lot of love to the Washington Capitals. Now, they haven't given us a reason to give them a lot of love. But they're a great franchise. They've won a Stanley Cup in the past decade. So we're going to talk about them. And TJ Oshie comes back tonight, boys. Back back from injury. USA hero, TJ Oshie. Caps are 7, 10, and 30. They're sitting at 13th in the East. They're five points out of a playoff spot. So two and a half games. And they've been absolutely just crushed by injuries. Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin haven't played a game yet this year. Connor Brown's, you know, been out. He's out till fucking May. And Orlov's out with really no time to return. Um, it's good to see TJ Oshie back. I mean, he has 325 points. Pretty even goal to assist distribution, by the way. 161 to 165. Yeah. In 457 appearances for the Washington Capitals. Um, we talked about it earlier, guys. Uh, teams that we think could sneak in or <clears throat> fall out. So I guess I'm just going to you know, give you guys the question, and Nate, we'll start with you. If the Caps get everybody back and healthy by, say, January, can they make a run? Or do you think this team's kind of dead in the water? I think they're dead in the water. I think it's just too aged of a roster right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they... Just don't have. I don't think they have the firepower. I don't think they have the youth, the speed, the stamina to make it into the playoffs. Hey, that's totally fair, Aaron. How do you feel? I I'll be interested to see what they're like if they get some of these guys back. So TJ Oshie, I I was digging and digging today, guys. I couldn't find the stat, but they have got an unreal record with TJ Oshie in the lineup. Without him, it's not great. By the way, Sidney Crosby and shootouts. Yep. Indefensible. Looking great. Just too good. So, this team's middle in the pack. They're 15th in the league in expected goals against. They're 18th in expected goals for. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really just very average right now. And Orlov going out does not help. He's no. He's the top D, man. It, it sucks. He's been, and, and he's been a, a staple for them for yeah. a decade plus. He, he, was, he was a big part of that cup run. Mm-hmm. And it... They're just decimated by injuries, man. It's Dylan Strom's done a nice job filling in. I, he has done much better than I expected him to when he got signed by the Caps. But it, he's no Nick Backstrom. He's a nice little crack by Phil on the bush lot. Mm. And it's just that they don't have enough personnel right now. If they can get some of these guys back from injuries, maybe they make a little bit of a run. 
But I think their goal as a franchise right now is to get Ovi the goals record. Yeah, I think Ovi's goal record is, is number one in terms of like, and they, they would never say this publicly, number one is winning, obviously. The Ovi overtaking Wayne Gretzky as the goal record is the next peak. This, this franchise waited forever to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And now it's, can we have the greatest goal scorer in the history of our franchise? So, I think yeah. that's kind of, it sounds diluted, I think is the proper word. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you I, on this. I just think they're, if they make the playoffs great, I don't see them making a run, though. What a fucking game winner by Evgeny Malkin. Oh my god, Gino, the man, the bull, he is in there. Hall of Famer Evgeny Malkin, by the way. I think a lot of people do not give him enough credit for how good he really is. Oh yeah, he'll be he'll definitely Because be he is definitely over overshadowed by Sidney Crosby. Yeah. But he is absolutely a Hall of Famer. Um Aaron is taking a quick commercial break, but when he comes back, we're gonna be playing a game. But before we play the game, Nate, yeah, I'm going to ask you one random question. Ask me one random And guys, random th- question. this is just on the fly, and it's related to beer. Yeah. You can drink one beer for the rest of your life. What are you picking? Dude, honestly, I think I'm going to go with this old Milwaukee. This shit is- No like, way! This, this shit's actually good. <laughs> it's a gog show. It's actually good. I was shocked. I was just as shocked as everybody else, but- You're- you're going to wear a wife beater everywhere and drive a pickup truck? Dude, it tastes just like Bud Light. It's and it's cheaper Bud, than Bud Light. Bud Light has no flavor, though. But it tastes just like that, and it's cheaper. That's why you shoot Jameson with the Bud Light to get yourself some flavor. It, I think it tastes good. Hey, that's fair. Would you shoot a shot of Jamo with Old Milwaukee? Oh, absolutely. Sponsor us, Old Milwaukee. Sponsor us, Old Milwaukee. Sponsor us, Jameson. Sponsor us. Sponsor us, everyone. Sponsor us. No free ads. No free ads. Yeah, sponsor us, Rumplemans. Rumpies and Dumpies, baby. Hey, guys, we already uh, shot out the social media earlier, but we'd love to know if you're rocking anything hockey-related on Thanksgiving when you listen to this or after, whatever. Get a photo of it and send it to us. We'd love to see if you guys have any crazy hockey Thanksgiving traditions. Maybe you guys, you know, rip a little puck around. And if you're Canadian... And you don't celebrate the Thanksgiving at the same time we do, send us your Thanksgiving as well. Aaron, we have a game, don't we? We have a game. So, this one is going to be kept score through the end of the season, boys. But the primary part of it is going to be done right now. Let me just navigate over to the page where I have it tracked. We're going to have a snake draft. All three of us, actually, so I'm going to participate in the game. Oh, this seems rigged already. Not rigged whatsoever. So I'm I'm going to take... Actually, I will let you guys decide who gets what pick. We are going to select... Oldest to youngest. League Award winners. <laughs> That's fine with me. League Award winners. Wow. God, I wish... Winners. Fuck me running. I don't even... Ooh. So, we've got a few categories here. All right, boys. We're going to get two players that we each get to pick for each category. All right. All right. There's the Hart Trophy, the Rocket Richard, Mm -hmm. the Art Ross Trophy, the Norris, the Vesna, Jack Adams, Coach of the Year, the Calder, Rookie of the Year, the President's Trophy Team, the Last Place Team, and as a bonus, Coach Fired. So we're all going to make predictions. And we're going to go in a snake draft order. So, 
first draft, second draft, third draft. All right. Third draft. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who would like to go first? Does anyone have a preference? I like I like that order that Phil threw out. Oldest to youngest, just go with it. I'm I'm down for it. So Phil gets first pick, Nate second, me third. Yeah, let's do it. And it's your floor, Phil. Who's your uh, Who's your heart number one pick? Oh, if I had to pick an MVP right now, oh boy. You know, I'm gonna go with the team I think will end at top atop the league. I'm gonna go with David Pasternak. David Pasternak. I'm gonna All go right. Pasta because he plays for the best team. All right, we got her down. Nate Hurt. Um, uh, I'm gonna go uh, old Hughesy over in in Jersey. Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Woo! Okay. That's a hot take. That is a hot. But take. you are the king of them. I am. You are the yeah, king. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go Jack Hughes in Jersey. I like it. All right, Jack Hughes recorded. I. I'm going to go with everyone's obvious pick, Connor McDavid, only because you guys left him there. No, it's safe. Yeah. I'm we not, also, I'm we also left, guy. We left dry side along the table. So I'm not the, safe, I'm not the, the safe take guy. I'm the hot take guy. God damn right. All right. So, snake draft. I get my second pick on the heart now. I'm going to go with, off the board, Jesper Bratt. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I like. Jersey Devils, point leader, Jesper Bratt. I like that. Nate, what do you got, buddy? You know what? Give me Tage Thompson. Oh, I Tage love that Thompson. pick. I love that. I do like that pick. I love it. I'm going to go Jason Robertson with mine, too. I was literally between, I was between Robertson and shout out, Shout out to the Dallas Stars and the Dallas fan base, man. Boys, I love that we have taken some guys who have never won this award before. We're not going with the obvious. Well, we left dry side along the table. So. We did leave them on the table. That's okay though. I I love getting some fresh names. Hey, in this much like much like people that don't understand how good green bean casserole is, left on the table. Um, Listen, I, I, not I, a fan of green bean casserole. I am not either, but I will say bad I, takes, boys. Bad takes. I am a big fan of parody. And I hate seeing the same fucking teams win awards. The same, Me too. seeing the same yeah. teams in finals, seeing the same guys win awards. I like seeing parody. So give me some new fucking names. Yep, it's all about it. I love uh, it. I mean, it, honestly, let, just real quick, and and I think this is one where we could get into with the beerly basketball guys. But awarding Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews the um, the Hart Trophy is. Like being able to award LeBron the MVP. Yeah, theoretically, LeBron should have won like ten in a row, but they they gave it to the best season performance, not the best player. Exactly, and that, that that's why I like the NHL's definition: the most valuable to your team, not most valuable in the league. So, like, yeah, yeah. you get a team that has a barren roster, but one guy puts them on his back and drags into the playoffs. You get to see some fresh names in that mix, and yeah, that's fair. why. And that's why I think you haven't seen McDavid win it every single year because he's exactly. also got Drysital right there producing at the same clip. Yeah, F- fucking facts. What's next, buddy? All right, so Rocket Richard, Phil, who is going to win the Rocket this year? Oh my God! So when we talk about the Rocket Richard Trophy, right? We need lots of people now. Rocket Richard Trophy, most goals in the league. Yep. And I know year, that, by the way. I just think we should probably. Preface. No, you're right. You're right. Rocket Richard, most goals in the league. So it's it's the Cy Young, basically. Yeah. Um, last well, year, I consider the vest of the Cy Young, but that's a different story. Uh, well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I actually like that take a lot. Thank you. 
But we've had so, some base stakes tonight, boys. So last year, Austin Matthews wins it. Multiple years before, it's been Alex Ovechkin's trophy to win. But we've got a lot of young, talented goal scorers coming up. So, Phil, who do you think is going to win the Rocket this year based on our first quarter of the season? He's in a contract year. I'm going Bo, Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. I Bo Horvat. Contract year. He's he's number two right now after Connor McDavid. I'm going yep. Bo Horvat, man. Okay. I'm about it. Nate, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Phil's heart selection and pasta. David Pasta. That's, a, that's okay. a good fucking pick. He's sitting right. I mean, so right now I'm looking at the league goals, like the leading goal scorers right now. I mean, McDavid's in the lead at 16, then Horvat's in second at 15, um, and then right now, Pasta. and Horvat might end with 30. I'm just gonna go with him because he's in a contract year. Yeah, yeah. And he's in a contract year and he's tearing it up right now, so you can't blame you. No, and and right now Pasta's sitting at 12, so only four behind the lead of McDavid. Okay, so this is where I am very glad you guys gave me the advantage of two picks in a row because. I'm going off the board on my first one. Nate's second heart pick, Tage Thompson. He's got 13 goals. Yep. He's been fucking pounding them in here so far recently. Tage Thompson. Love it. And Love it. The next one, I'm going with an easy pick. My boy, the American center, Austin Matthews. I, I haven't yeah. lost faith in him. I mean, he had 60 tucks last year. 60 tucks last year. I, I think he's coming on this year. He's going to need to put that Leafs team on his back, especially with a bad defense. Thompson we're just, and Matthews are my guys. What are we going to start? stop calling him Tux and start calling him Alex's? That's the real question. <laughs> there we go. Wordplay. Hashtag wordplay. Hashtag cunning linguist. Nate, what do you got? All right. Uh, I'll go also off the board a little bit here. And I hate to say it, but it's to a team that I absolutely hate, which that doesn't really narrow it down because there's a few of them. But uh half the league. I'm going to I'm going to pick a guy that's not even in the top 10 right now that I think's going to just have a sneaky year and just rally some in. Nikita Kucherov. At uh, that, that I like oh, that. Okay. He's sitting right now right now he's sitting at 10 goals. Um so six behind McDavid, but that's a guy that if he catches any semblance of heat whatsoever. No, that's that's it, a good pick. I mean, he had, roll. he's had over 120 points yeah. in a year before. That's he, he's fair. carried that team before. I, I don't hate that. I'll take McDusty. McDusty? No Ovechkin on the heart or on the Rocket Richard trophy picks. No, because his team is trash right now. Yeah, but they're abandoning all defense to get him goals. Anyway, the Blackhawks just took a 3-1 lead. That is unreal against Dallas. Hey, the, but, the Golden State Warriors blew that once. That's true. They so sure right now, so just so you know, um, Aaron, right now, Alexander Ovechkin is sitting 42nd in the goal scored category with nine on the year. Yeah. Yeah, so. but you know this guy. He'll get like three hat tricks in a row. We could, anyway, we could, we could debate that show him? all night. Hell yeah. Art Ross, most points in the league. Phil, who you got? Most points in the league, Connor McDavid. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. Connor McDavid. <laughs> Nate. Uh, dude, uh, dry sidle. <laughs> we're, we're sitting here like, God damn it. Are you kidding me? Like, why would I not? Less Edmonton power plays for the two of us because they're getting all the points on them. All right. I am going back to my second heart pick. Jesper Bratt. That's because you got the first second round pick. What do you got? So, for my second round pick, I am going to go with... One and only David Posternock. I like that. Love pa- it. Poster's a good one. Nate, back to you. 
Dude, I'm going out west. Natty Max, Nate McKinnon. Okay. There we go. He's, I like that he's, one. He's right now at 26. McDavid's at 35, so still in single digits behind. I'm okay. All right. No, I like that. It's a good pick. Phil, what do you got? I'm going to pick him again. I'm going to go Jason Robertson. Okay. Jason Robertson. not pick either. Yeah. I'll, I'll go Robbo. Can we talk about for one second, just to break away here, that was a contract dispute. Dallas like didn't want to pay him what he thought he was worth. Nope. He has already proven that contract to be a bargain. Yeah, because Dallas is stupid when it you know it comes to the front office, but yeah. their team is good. True. It's it is kind of an anomaly though. Like you don't see a guy that young come on with one insane season and like repeat it though. No. So uh, cool for Jason Robinson. Regardless, North Trophy best defenseman in the league. Oh my god. This always kind of tilts a little bit towards scoring, not necessarily the actual defensive aspect of the game, but sometimes every now and then you'll see a guy who's better at D win the award. I'll so take Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson? God damn it, that's who I was going to pick. Suck my dick. You murdered my family. I did not murder your family, but <laughs> Nate, who do you have for the Norris trophy? Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with Darlene. Darlene. I like okay. that. That's a good one. I like one. that one. Uh, I'm going to go with last year's champion, Kale McCarr. He's had a little bit of a slow start, but I still believe the man. I left him there, and I was like, you know what? I love Kale, but slow start to the year. Hard hard not to take him, but... It's fair. I'm a little torn on my next one, boys. I, I gotta say. There's like three or four names that you could go with here. I know. Um, Victor Hedman. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yep. No crazy numbers this year so far, but he's always reliable. Not yet. Nate, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go for the guy that I think has just been waiting and waiting to finally get his Norris, Adam Fox. He has a Norris. Won, does he? Two years ago. Oh, well, shortened season, but he still yeah. won it. Yeah, I thought uh, about yeah. picking him. No. He's, he's a great Foxy player. Cleopatra's a good one. Yeah, Foxy Cleopatra. That's where I'm at. I'm going to go uh, Alex Petrangelo. Petro, okay. I, was, I, was I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was between, yeah. between Fox and Petrangelo. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Petro out All of right. Vegas, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and let me and let me talk, and let me ask Phil, if I would have taken Petrangelo, would you have taken Fox? I don't know if I would have taken Fox and when I was, you know, looking through, I'm like, man, because there's a lot there's a lot of names in there that I like. But honestly, if you had taken Petrangelo, I might have gone Roman Yosi. So, the, the Norris is always kind of a weird award. It's almost like a Lifetime Achievement Award more than anything. It, you get... Also, Josh Morrissey. I don't know about Josh No, Morrissey. I'm just saying, like, there's other names out there that yeah. I could have fucked with, you know? I, another, you know, another name that's out there that I think a lot of people just haven't considered yet is Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Oh, Quinn Hughes will win a Norris. I, he will win a Norris. He I, will, but I, was, I don't think he's, I don't think I he's gotten he's, there he's, yet. He's, five, he's, five, years, he's five years away. He's five thinking, years away. Miro Haskinen and a good one too. Yeah. It, so this has historically been a lifetime achievement award. You almost have to get nominated a couple times. Yeah, it's like Giordano won it like thirty six. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, like the the voters like to spread this one around to guys who haven't won it before. So that's yeah, the only thing that pushed me off of Fox. That's but entirely fair. What's we up, are next, on buddy? to the next one. We got the Vesna, the best goaltender in the league. Who do we got here, Phil? You know, I'm not gonna take. What you're all going to think I'm going to do. No, I'm going to take Jake Ottinger. 
Jake Andre's a hell of a pick. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Jakey boy. He was Jakey O number one. He was playing that game against Colorado the other night, man. Dude, he's, dude, Colorado should have had ten goals. He's got a two point one eight goals against. He's phenomenal, he, and he plays every night. He is so good in traffic when like you think he's out of the play. There's yeah. five guys in front of him. He just comes out of nowhere. No, he's, he's he fucking it. phenomenal. Nate, what do you got, buddy? Um, you know what, man? I think they're gonna. I'm gonna for mine. For my first uh, pick here in the Vesna, I think they're going to try to, they're going to throw in a little comebacky with it. Uh, give me my boy Martin Jones out in Seattle. I like that. Martin Jones. Okay. Wow. Hey. The, the whipping boy of hockey Twitter he's comes sick. back to wins a Vesna. Hey, it's he's happening. Sick. Right now, he's sitting sixth in the league in goals allowed. Yeah. Average. I am going to go with the primary reason the Winnipeg Jets are even getting any kind of attention. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck. That's a good one. American boy. He's the one back of that team. He won one a few years ago. Yeah. I think he's running the back. Connor Hellebuck. And then who do you got next? My next one is going to be the one and only Igor Shesterkin. That's a good how one. how can you not? That's yeah. a good one. You would be remiss. I would be remiss. That's my fucking catchphrase for those who don't listen to SMI, by the way. Nate, what do you got? Yeah, so my second one, I'm going to throw just, I mean, a very, very small asterisk next to it, next to it because it's going to depend on how the team does throughout the remainder of the year, but uh, Vili Husso. I like that one. I, I mean, like that one. So right now, he's sitting right behind Martin Jones, seventh in goals allowed at 2.36. He's also sitting in that same position, seventh in the save percentage at 922, but he's leading the league right now in shutouts with three. I did not know he was having that good of a season, man. You opened my eyes on that guy. I am going to go somewhere crazy here. Do it. Give me Logan Thompson. I love that one too. Let's go, man. He Logan did, Thompson. He's got two shutouts this year. Let's go, Logie. Yeah, let's go, Logie. Good team. He's got it made. All right. So the next up, we have the Jack Adams Coach of the Year. Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff, Lindy, Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff. <laughs> we, 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 we besmirched his name and wrote him off. You guys are buying in. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. And I am, yeah, give me the Charles Manson, baby. Give me Lindy Ruff. Nate, who you got? I guess Josh Manson on this podcast. The Josh Charles. <laughs> the, the Josh Charles Manson. <laughs> Um, and, and you'll have to bear with me because I'm not very familiar with coach names, so um, bear with me there. But I think my first one's going to have to be Peter DeBoer. That's I a like Peter that's DeBoer. a good pick. It's a good pick. He turned. I mean, to take that Dallas team from a, I mean, pure middle of the road team. I mean, that's yeah. all they were. They did they make the did they make the cup final? The they cup went to the cup final uh, during like the shortened year. The not, no, not the, the bubble. Year. No, no, it wasn't bubble year. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, they, they were it was, no, in it the was, bubble cup. Yeah, they were in the bubble cup. That's right, that's right. But no, that's right, but no that's I was, right. all I was meaning to ask, did they make the playoffs last year? No, they didn't. Or, yeah, 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 they, they did. They yeah, lost they to Calgary in seven. Jake Ottinger bought out. Johnny Goudreau uh, hit the game winner. Yeah, that's right. In game so, seven. So, we were sitting on this goddamn couch before Aaron even existed. that's right. The only reason that they made it, though, is because Vegas was hemorrhaged by injuries. It's true. But, it's true. Well, that, and I think the only the only reason that they made it even to seven games was because of Ottinger. Oh, for That's sure. Fair. Yeah. What do okay. we got? So, for mine, I have got a man who has changed scenery. He fought some struggles in Dallas, got fired, and now he's back with the Boston Bruins. We got Jim Montgomery. There you go. And for my next one, I have got Rick Bonus. He's taking Winnipeg. 
they were bad. They had all kinds of shit going on in the locker room, and he brought some stability there. So yeah, that's bonus. entirely fair. Nate, who's your next one? Uh, okay, I feel like I got to know. Your first pick, was that the bench boss in New Jersey? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, Wendy uh, Ruff, uh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The bench boss, I love it. Yeah. Um. Then I think I got to go with uh, Rod Brindamore. That's a good one. Rod that's a good Rod. one. Uh, how can he not, right? No, that's a, that's a very good one. I mean, it's just, uh, here's my thing. And the reason why I think I'd give it to Rod is just the consistency now at this point that we've seen Carolina producing at. I mean, yeah. this is a team that... I think, what was it, six, seven years ago? This is a bottom of the Metro team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, the only thing with the coach of the year that sucks is usually it's a team that was very bad and a new guy comes in and they get better. Right. So it's not always the best coach. It's always the guy who gets the most improvement out of Ross. My but only, like the only... I, I like Rod the Bottas pick. I would really love to see him win one. Yeah. Who, who's, your, who's your pick before I say one that I was thinking of too? What? Or, and, yeah, Phil, Phil's or, the last yeah, one. Phil's, Phil's last yeah, one. me. I mean, it's going to depend how they finish the year. I don't. The problem is there's so many names that I you can go with, but I'm going to go Derek Lalonde up in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, like he's you know he first year coach. He was only hired in June of this year, so yeah, I yeah. like I like that. I, I like the long shot. That's that's a good one. I like I like why not? Yeah. Jack Adams is so unpredictable. Plus, it, it really I think is. I have the winner already locked up. So yeah. So one that I was so, <laughs> yeah, Lindy, Lindy, I think is going to get it. So one that I so the one that I was thinking of, like, and, and again, it'll just really depend on how this team does throughout the rest of the season. But torts again in Philly, it could happen. I, I liked him early, but they're starting to fall off. They're starting to fall off, but it, yeah. again, that's why I said, you know, just depending on how this team yeah. finishes out. That's so totally on to fair. the next one. We got the Calder Trophy. This is Rookie of the Year. Oh, my God. Now, NHL, if you played a few games last year, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. You're a rookie if you played, I believe, less than seven games the previous year. So your first full season Rookie of the Year. Who you got, Phil? Well, since I picked him as my number two in terms of the Vezna, I'll go Logan Thompson. God fucking damn you. That was my guy. Suck my cock. I also could have fucked Nate with another one, but Nate, who are you going to take? Oh, I'm going to take it right now. Matty Beneers. That's who I was thinking exactly. about, too, and I wanted, yeah. to fu- I wanted to fuck you with it. Yeah, fuck you. Matty Beneers all day. Those are two great picks. I really <laughs> wish that I would have had a higher draft pick now. Um, you should have been bo- Hey, you know what? I'll die before you, so take solace in that. Well... You don't know that. I've lived a pretty rough fucking life. <laughs> I have abused my body. <laughs> it is not a temple. <laughs> so, for my Carter pick... It's more of a dumpster fire. Uh, I agree. So it's is still, mine. It's still kicking, though. So, for my Carter, I am going to have to go with... Fuck. You guys took two of the picks that I really wanted. Uh, fuck. Na 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 na. Um, na. Okay, I'm gonna have to start off with, I guess Shane Pinto. Fuck that guy. He's I love no. Goals. It's I a good, a bunch it's a good goals, pick. He's been bad lately. Yep. Um. That's by. Oh, me you time. mean he's a rookie? That's buying me time for the next one. I suppose I will go with rookies, man. Who's a rookie outside of those guys? So uh, here, right now, I'll give you right. I'll give you the top, you know, rookie point leaders. Okay. 
Right now, number one is Matthias Michelli in Arizona with 11. Then Maddie Beneers with 11. Then Fabian, Fabian Zetterlund in New Jersey with 9. Kent Johnson with 9. Cole Perfetti. Cole yeah, Perfetti. I was thinking about Kent Johnson already. Let's fucking go with him. I was, right. That's he cool. Was on the, he was we on have, my mind. We'd be I remiss just, if we didn't talk about the Blue Jackets. I know. I felt like there was somebody better, but you know what? Kent Johnson were doing. No, that's fair. Johnson. Nate, what do you got? You dickbag. That's exactly who I was Oh, come on. There, there's another uh, Blue Jacket that has a son on this list. I mean, yeah, you could only... Nah, he had too many games last year, though. Yeah. He's not eligible. Is he not? Nah, yeah, he Sillinger? played the whole season. Sillinger, you mean? No. Oh. Jake Sanderson. Oh, yeah, that was the other one I was just ah. looking at. Right Dabs in the Northwest Territories. You put that respect okay. on Canada's okay. name. Okay, 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 yep. okay, you know okay, okay, okay. Cool. I'm going to take it. it right there, Jake it. Sanderson. There you go. Yeah. Give Jake me your... Sanderson, there and you go. This, there's no agenda here, by the way. Uh, I'm going to take... I think there'll be a little more bias towards wingers than D-Man, because, like, Owen Power's there, but I'm going to go Mason McTavish. That's a good Mason one, too. He yeah. Said, yeah, he's on that top rookie yeah. point list right now. I like that one. Yeah. They literally go, so this But top it could easily be Owen Power, who nobody took. Yeah. So, so right now, this top rookie point list goes, just, I'm just reading up the points. It goes 11-11, Are you saying no in German? Or you... Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nine, 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 little, nine. Little Django reference. What do we got next? All right, so... Next is the President's Trophy. Who is the team that's going to finish with the most regular season points? The, Bos- the Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins? <laughs> that's an easy pick. Phil? Oh, it's just easy right now. They're 17-2. Right. and two. Boston Bruins. Nate. Vegas. Woo! Vegas. Like it, like it. What do you got? I was hating I'm going to go on the other team on a huge heater right now, New Jersey Devils. I like that. And my next one, I am going to pick the... Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche. What do you got, Nate? Give me the Avs. I just took the Avs. Yeah, Uh, give me the Stars. 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 Okay. That's a good one. Man, this uh, the sixth overall pick, and this is bleak. Fuck me, running. It's it's literally just a pick of. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, Just to be the hot take guy, and for our listeners listeners up north of the border, I'll I'll go Toronto. Why not? Oh, Be- yeah. Because they play the other team that I picked, plenty. Right. So we'll go Leafs with their depleted decor. Exactly. All right, Phil. Last place team. Who's going to finish with the best odds in the draft lottery? Uh, <laughs> and I'm not saying because uh, I don't know. I'm saying what's the NHL going to do? And I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be the Chicago Blackhawks. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I say that is, I think the NHL wants them to be there. Because they need a replacement for Taze. Well, so. the, the NHL can fuck around with the lottery after the standings are released, though. No, so oh, really. no, I know. I'm just saying I think the Blackhawks will ensure it. Yeah. They'll give themselves the best odds when they, right. when they trade everyone away. True. And they lose every game for a month. Nate, who you got his last place? Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> CBJ, all right. <laughs> the biggest fan. I can get behind that one. Yep, I, I'm the I'm the biggest homer on this podcast, right. but I still think that they're going to be last. I'm going it. with the team that's currently in last place and has not won a game in what feels like ten years. The Anaheim Ducks. That's fair. 
And for my next pick, I am going to go with everyone's favorite college fucking squatters, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, wow, I didn't even realize. Those guys can't win games even though they're getting sorority ass. I know, man. It's tough. Pretty wow, embarrassing. I didn't even realize that we had passed Anaheim as the worst team in the NHL because, I mean, we like Columbus was the lowest point I team know we in were. the NHL. Well, no, but, but, we, but we're on a four. or we're on Oh, a four. God damn it. Fucking Andre Burakovsky. Oh, yes. We're on a 4-2-1 and one tear right now. So. Nate, Nate, who do you got next? Oh, for uh, worst team? Yeah. Uh, give me Vancouver. Get, oh, Canuck, then, Canuck. Then give me Ottawa. I was, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I, Ottawa, all right. That's a pretty, you know, standard We list. have reached the home stretch, boys. So, this is the bonus round. The so, bonus round! Going to be the tiebreaker and the points, probably. Okay. So, coaches to get fired. So, I, I believe I glossed over the points situation in the beginning here. Which is a hindsight on my part. Um, so if you nail it on the awards, you get three points. If you get a finalist, you get one point. So you get a little bit for getting a guy that's close. For the coaches, if they get fired in the middle of the season, you get three points. If they get fired after the season's over and replaced, you get one point. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm just cross-referencing a few things. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. This will be fun, he said. Not knowing if it'll be fun or not. Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show, boys. Um, so I have the first pick. Uh, I am going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go... I'm going to go DJ Smith. Okay. In Ottawa. That's, yeah, that, that's exactly where I was looking for. <laughs> There's a little bit of dead air there, guys. And by yeah. the way, speaking of dead air. No, I'm kidding. We don't have a sponsor for that. Uh -huh. if, if we did, I would plug I it right here. Yeah. I would it, plug it right here. Sponsor us at anyone. If you sell dead air, then we are willing to push a product. Nate, uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl, sponsor us. Hey. I mean, I, I think I just have to go with the other almost guaranteed firing this year in Brad Larson. See, I, I think the Blue Jackets will wait till the end of the year. I think, that, I think yeah. they will wait till the end of the if year, If they too. do, Nate still gets a point, though. That's good. So, my coach fired. I'm going to have to go with that ugly fucking bag of milk up in Edmonton. That guy can't do shit. I uh, don't even remember his name. Fuck J that guy. Jay Woodcroft. Jay Woodcroft. Fuck that guy. Get out of here, Woodcroft. You bitch. And for my next one, I'm going to have to go with... Sad to say it, love this guy, but his team, they've had some life lately, but they were pretty bad early. Craig Berube, the chief. Yeah, I mean, he, he's won a cup, but that's it's good. Yeah, it's. I think his voice kind of grows old after a little while. So That's a lot of NHL coaches. Nate, who's next? Um, You know, I, I think it's going to be, I think they're going to turn on this guy quick. Daryl Sutter. Oh, with the flame. up in Calgary? Yeah, he's won cups. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Not with them though. True. Not with, the, not with them. And it's true. Right now they're sitting just slightly above five hundred. Yeah. With Matthew, or he's had know, some snarky fucking comments to the media too about his players. Yeah, I mean well, that's what he does. You lost. I mean, you lost Matthew Kachuk. You lost Johnny Gaudreau. You lost Eric Branson. 
I mean, you can't control that. There's free agency at hand, but... He's talked shit about Huberto, though, after he was the guy brought in to replace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Daryl Sutter's on the hot seat. I'm not right, I'm so. not I'm not gonna go with this guy. It wouldn't surprise me if they go on a downturn, Sheldon Keefe. I okay. think Toronto's automatically on a hot seat. But the guy I'm going with is Peter Laviolet. Okay. I think that's Where's fa- he at, sorry. He's in Washington. Washington. Okay. And I think that's fair, uh only because Washington's been so bad that like when we we're talking about it earlier, all we're looking forward to is Ovi's goal record. Yeah. I think that kind of... I mean, injuries and shit, sure. But if they don't get it together, they'll can him. I, I like him as a dark horse fire candidate. That's a good one. Yeah, thank you. So, our game is complete. We've all got our rosters. All right. We're going to see how these shake out by the end of the year. I'm Love sure it. we're going to come up with some kind of creative punishment for the loser. And a prize for the winner. And, mm-hmm. and guys, that's how we're going. We're going to... After listening to the episode, you know... Double plug tonight because it's a long episode. Barely Hockey on Twitter at Barely Hockey. Are we smart? Are we dumb? What do you guys think? Uh, we want to know your opinions. And if we miss somebody egregiously, maybe intentionally, because we are humans and we are biased. And drunk. And drunk. Which is fair. This is Barely Hockey. Uh, let us know at Barely Hockey. You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, we could easily have missed someone that you think. How could you fucking not remember him? Yep. So, and we can shout also it out. Think, and we can also wrong. And we can also just think that you're a dumbass too. That's entirely fair, guys. That should just about wrap up this episode of the Barely and Hockey you Podcast. Agree with us or not, rate us five stars. A hundred percent. Well, fucking done, Aaron. You're getting it now. I'm in there. I'm proud of you. And, and they're like swimwear, man. For this episode of Barely Hockey Podcast, it's your boy Phil Razor, for Nate McBride and Aaron Kinney. Barely Hockey. Pairs well with brews and five-star reviews. Hello, broadcast boys!